You know, and I just hate to be a beer snob because I just think that's super lame. But like, I don't care if it's a craft lager for the most part. Like, don't get me wrong. Hot summer day, you're on the golf course, you're outside. That's great. Get yourself a nice refreshing lager because it's just doesn't have that much bite to it, but it could be crisp and it could be good. But if I have a choice, it's like IPA or a porter or a stout something with a little more bite to a little more flavor something that makes you sit up and take notice you know what i mean uh yeah i guess i don't know i'm a sucker for like lighter beer though so things like lagers pilsners ipas those are all kind of right in my wheel ipas aren't that aren't lighter beers IPAs well, i guess i more think of color i don't i don't really yeah but an ipa has got more bite to it you know what yeah, i mean like totally that's I just... what i mean a lager like I don't know, like you, you get a bud or you get like a craft lager. I'm sure there's differences. Maybe my palate's just not sensitive enough. And it's like, I don't know. You know, it's just like, this is just. Okay, you just got just, super beer snob territory right there. As soon as yeah. you start using the word palate when I describing guess. something, Terry. But I was trying to say that I'm not that able to. It's just like, okay, this is just a lager. It's it like doesn't those taste like bags anything. that you eat sushi with and they're like, oh, yeah, I got to get the ginger because it cleanses my palate. Beat it, bro. <laughs> Friggin' beat it. Bag. Dude, I, I cannot be eating sushi with someone who needs to cleanse their palate from, <laughs> from one roll to the other. Oh, it's you mean the flavor it. of rice, Is that what the too? ginger's for? Yeah, apparently. I have no clue. <laughs> the flavor of I rice. I mix and match uh, my sushi all the time. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, yeah, you I like this flavor, ever. you like that flavor, but who cleanses their palate? And sometimes oh. I eat the ginger with the sushi because I thought that was what it was for. You know what? I just like the taste of it, so I just eat it for the sake of eating because I enjoy ginger. And I also wonder, how do you get ginger to get pink like that? I've never seen pink ginger roots. I don't know. You know? Maybe and also, it's, it's like a big old root. Like, you ever seen ginger? Yeah, my grandma makes, uh, and my mom too, like a ginger beer, she calls it. Ooh. But it's like, this, well, you know, like ginger beer that you can get yeah. in the store. They make it. Except it's not alcoholic. And so, actually, at Christmas time, me and my dad were like, man, this is good ginger beer. I wonder if we can make it alcoholic. So, we put the ginger beer, we mixed it with some alcohol, and then we wanted to make it fizzy. So, then we mixed it in a soda stream, and it exploded. <laughs> it just <laughs> it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to hide it from my mom. <laughs> like 20 people at the house and we're just experimenting just with this boom, ginger eh? this ginger beer that's because it's flat right because yeah. they don't have it like well we could carbonate it with the soda stream <laughs> have you ever carbonated anything besides water not yet <laughs> <laughs> wonder why that blew up like that that's weird <laughs> i don't know well it's Maybe like we did. screwed in did it shoot right out yeah oh my gosh just so much pressure or maybe yeah i think it did oh, it did great. i don't know either way it made a big mess <laughs> But it was a little carbonated, and so it worked for what was left. But wow, that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, I, that's another thing I love though is ginger beer. Ginger beer, yeah. Who doesn't like a good ginger beer? What are you drinking tonight? Hey. Drinking old fashions? Old fashioned. Dude, are you good at them, or do you just think you're good at them? That's my question. Good question. You gotta come and visit. You'll find out, I guess. I'll this make you thing, one. I mean, I've had one at like a plain Jane like chain restaurant. Not a fan. Uh, well, no, not so much that. I just don't know if I'm drinking a good one or not. You know, it's probably not. Exactly. Like I'm getting but, it from a bartender who probably has a couple years of bartending experience, but zero but, in terms of like mixology. Yeah, but I mean, you, when you see how you make an old fashioned, it's really, really easy. It's it's not really about how hard it is to make. It's about whether or not someone's willing to take the time to make it. Exactly. That's what I mean. At some kind of restaurant that just has a big old bar. And a bunch of people to serve. They're probably not putting the time and effort into your old fashion. It's true. Also, who knows what it's supposed to taste like? Because I just make it taste like what I want it to taste like. Ooh, yeah. See, you that's mean... the nice thing about making it at home. Ah, jeez. Yeah, I guess. This is guess. probably close to three ounces of alcohol. Wow. So it's quite a bit. And then, I don't know. I just sort of know my proportions. I like now. Dude, do you ever make a homemade Caesar? I can just never make a no. taste good. 
No, I haven't. You know what, though? This weekend, uh, we got some friends coming. Well, you know Caleb, friend of the show, frequent Caleb. commenter. Uh, he'll be there, but we got some friends coming. They moved away, and they're coming back, and we're doing a cocktail oh, night. Oh, they, where'd they move? Not Caleb, some friends of ours. Oh, some friends. Gotcha. Some mutual friends we have. They moved to Sylvan Lake, and now they're coming back for the weekend. And so some other friends of ours are hosting a cocktail night on Friday. And so I'm excited to try and figure out what I'm going to make. Probably have to go on Amazon and buy a cocktail set so I can actually make stuff. I don't know what it's going to be. Wow. Wow. Dude, go That's what I got to figure out. If you're going to go cocktail set, you might as well get the shaker and rock yeah. the martini. You know, uh, last time I was at this guy's house, we made uh, Manhattans. Okay. Which is it was just something you drink in a martini glass. Like, you're supposed to chill the glass and whatever. And they were really good. Even Brittany was a, was a fan. But, I don't know. I want something that's, like, old fashions. They're not so sweet. Like you can drink a lot of them without feeling like you're getting too much sweetness, you know? That's what I like. A cocktail that's, like, very low-key. Like and you subtle. can drink, like, yeah, and you can drink, like, four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Just then kidding. you start just feeling that, that buzz, and you're like, ooh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Try the martini. Go hard on the martinis. Okay. Let's Why not, see. Right? If you're going all in, you might as well just... That's something. actually not a bad idea. Dude, I was thinking... Go full Might be nice. We got, a, we got a distillery in town now, and I haven't really drank much of their stuff. So I should go... I think they just have gin and vodka right now. So it's like, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll go and see if I can get anything with... Make make those kinds of drinks, you know? You need some Support vermouth? Support the local business. And yeah, I don't even know what vermouth really is. That's the thing. I don't know what it is either. I used it to make those Manhattans, but I still have no idea what it is. Because you need what for? I don't even know what's in a martini. I'm going to look up what's in a martini right now. I think it's just vermouth, maybe a little bit of gin. Vermouth I don't know. and a little bit of gin. We're looking it up, ladies and gentlemen. We've got... Oh, wow. Hmm. I don't know that this is what you need all just for one, but it's a half ounce of dry vermouth and three ounces gin. Yep. Oh, three ounces. That's a solid amount of alcohol that you drink it. Yeah, because vermouth's like 20%. And don't then, forget the olives. And then that's what I was going to say. I think you could make it like with olives, and then depending on how quote-unquote dirty you like it, it's the, you can even get it with just the olive juice as well as the olives, right, to make it even more... Olive I think... Yeah, I don't know what the term is when you get the olive juice in there too, but Dude, here's the thing: know. if you do it, you got to promise me that you'll try some shaken and some stirred, <laughs> because we yeah. got to see if Bond is really knowing what he's doing, or maybe well, he's trying to sell us on a bad drink, or he's just pretentious. He's just yeah. pretentious. Maybe he'll taste it. You know, like, I think is it's there probably really a little a bit of all three. Well, I mean, we were talking about that this week in the group chat, right? Does nitrogen actually affect the taste of your drinks? Gosh. Iced coffee or cold brew, does it make a difference? You know, here's the thing. I watched this video on what makes cold brew cold brew. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just seems like iced coffee is a lazy man's cold brew because you're not taking the time to actually brew it with cold water. You're just making a hot cup of coffee and pouring ice or pouring it over ice. Yeah. Whereas yep. the cold brew, you're actually like you're brewing this stuff in cold water. Right. And so I yeah. I get that argument. Um, but you know, I've drank, I've drank the cold brew from Starbucks. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I I think there's a lot of hype to it. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not something I'd be like, oh, cold brew. That's totally my drink, bro. It's what I do I'm every with day. Like I'm with you. Mm, nah, I'm good. If I'm going to drink something cold from a coffee shop, it's got to have some sugar in it. Ice cap. Yeah. Like a, frap a frappuccino or anyways. Yeah. yeah. You know, in the summertime, I don't mind a good iced coffee. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we were in Brazil. We uh, we were wanting some iced coffee because it was like thirty degrees. And what we they were like, uh, nobody really spoke English, and they were kind of like, yeah, 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 we'll make you a nice coffee. It's fine. And what we got was a cup of coffee that was clearly just let cool off. It <laughs> <laughs> just let it like sit on the on the just like you know, and it's hours. like I'm just drinking <laughs> lukewarm coffee, <laughs> not over ice whatsoever. No, no, so it's just it cold just coffee. Like, That's what you drink. Yeah, just cold coffee. Awesome. <laughs> like, and I was like, I don't know why we thought it was a good idea <laughs> to order something that clearly it's not even on the menu. It's like, why would we do that? They obviously don't. That's a Canadian thing or a, not a Brazilian thing, anyways. Dude, I forgot to mention. <laughs> um, after seeing your wife's eighty pictures of a set of waterfalls, 
Uh, I had some too. You don't look oh at mine. Gosh, dude. I'm gonna see you right now. You better have liked. Y'all, y'all have to lay off the waterfalls. Okay, I get it. It's a set of waterfalls. We don't need 80 okay. angles of the same waterfalls. Okay? It was one, one oh, post man. each. Of the no, most amazing no waterfall. Way. There's no way. I gotta see. Brittany had Maddie so P. many. No, uh, we I only had one post like each. Well, no. you better go like it right now. Let's see. Let's there see. was so let's... much, so much. We only had one day at the waterfalls. We were talking about. Oh, Brittany had two posts about the waterfalls. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Did you see those effing waterfalls? Dude, you got a hundred posts my... on some friggin' waterfalls? Are you kidding me? Wow, you know. Did you see my slow mo? My slow mo is pretty cool. Dude, swipe over on the slow mo. Swipe. <laughs> Hang on. Here's all I can say. I... Also, ladies and gentlemen, we're on Tarek's Instagram page. If you want to go check it out, it's Tarek underscore Williams and the Aguaku National Iguazu. Aguazu. Whatever. It's got a C culture, in there. Man. Gosh. Um, can I just point out that your guys' waterfalls actually scored me some points on Jeopardy. I was watching yeah? Jeopardy one night, and one of the uh, categories was waterfalls. And this one came up as a clue, and I was like, oh, I know exactly where this is. Because I just saw a million photos of a set of friggin' running water. I can literally turn on a tap and see the exact same thing. Okay? Water running downward. Okay? I don't need to see as many photos as you have. I can literally turn on. That, that might be the biggest, reduct, like, the most reductive waterfalls analogy I've ever heard in my life. Dude, I, I went to Niagara Falls last January. Did you see me post a single thing about it? No. Oh. Wait, maybe I did post something. I'm gonna. Oh, this is the, the Niagara Falls is the poor man's Iguazu. This is the biggest waterfall Ooh, in the world. Excuse me, sir. I mean, just you know, biggest waterfall. It was like walking to Jurassic Park. That was Costa Rica, bro. Okay, <laughs> that's what you should have had for background music during, during your video. <laughs> we were humming that the entire day. <laughs> what's the other? What's the other Jurassic Park song? Oh, I can never remember the other one. I, ah, don't, worry I don't know it. a single Jurassic Park. Actually, as you sang that, though, it was nice. Yeah, as soon as I sung it, it, you knew exactly what I was talking oh, about, Oh, of course. Right? But, okay, T, I know... Dude, shout out to John Williams. Is that the uh, composure? Yep. Okay, I got some... Uh, I know, we're all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. You're probably wondering, what the heck are we doing? Um, this is our first time talking in a while, actually, like face-to-face. Or... Cool. Yeah, just communicating rather than just screen. Exactly. Instead of just text. But yeah. um can we do some would you rathers? I've been just dying to do these okay. on you. All right, I'm skeptical, but if you want. Okay. They're they're pretty good. My but so these come from my buddy Nate. Uh you can follow him on on the gram. I told him I'd give him a shout out because I was gonna steal these all from him. Um it's General Grieve. We call it we'll call him the general. Like from Star Wars? Yeah, I think well, his name's Nathan Grieve, and so, oh, so it's General. It's well, I think it's a playoff General Grievous from from Star Wars, but right, 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 right. But uh, yeah, General Grieve, and uh, check him out on on the gram, and yeah, here's some of his would you rather's. So, which would you rather wear for the rest of your life? Downhill ski boots or flippers? Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, I right? guess. I guess it'd be downhill ski boots. Wow, majority went flippers. Sixty-two percent right? went flippers. Thirty-eight percent with the with the downhill. Did ski uh, boots. the general grieve do this polling himself? Yeah. Wait, so, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, these are all like Instagram stories, dude. Ugh. Okay. 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 So here's this number two, Tarek. Would you rather drink lukewarm water for the rest of your life or everything you drink has to be drank through a coffee stir stick? Oh, I love lukewarm water. It's my preference. It's the only thing you can ever drink is lukewarm Mm. water or you can drink anything, but it has to be through a coffee stir stick. Wow. I mean, I got to have – I don't mind a coffee stir stick. It's terrible, but I'd I'd rather have – the ability to drink other things. Okay. Yeah. Coffee stir stick. That was uh, that was the majority. 
69% went with the coffee stir stick, which I also did, I might add. Um, would you rather have the sensation of peanut butter always being in your mouth or having a popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth? Ah, good question. I think popcorn kernels, I think I'd get used to it. Really? I don't really put a spoonful of peanut butter in my mouth very often. Yeah, fair. Um, See, I went with the peanut butter. I was with the majority. 59% went peanut butter. 41 went with the popcorn kernel. I think the popcorn kernel would just... I mean, I think I've maybe just had too many stuck in my That happens before. to me all the time. Yeah. That happens all the time. I hate it. But, you know, it's you can still be pretty functional with a popcorn kernel. Okay, okay. What are you going to do with peanut butter in your mouth? Yeah, that's true. Okay, here's, here's one that I was very much not in the majority. I was very much in the minority for this one. Um, would you rather sleep on a bed with no bedding forever or sleep on the floor with bedding? The floor is carpet, but not the nice soft carpet. <laughs> um, I would choose floor with bedding. Wow. See, I went the other way and I was, I was very much, only 20% were with me on yeah. the bed with no bedding. You know, and I found this out actually when we were in Brazil, um, I need I need blankets. I'm just used to it. So it's super hot. All we really need is that, you know, a super thin sheet. But then I'm like, no, I need something heavier on me to sleep. So we have to turn the AC on and get it nice and cool in the room before I'm actually comfortable under a blanket. I need more need than just... You can't just sleep without blankets? I could, but it's not my preferred way. I think I would get used to sleeping on a firm carpet before I would get used to sleeping without a blanket. Dude, I remember... One time, see, I go to sleep in a pair of, like, basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I remember one summer, it was a couple of years ago, and it was so hot that I just, like, pulled all, like, the blankets and most of the pillows off my bed and just slept just on a sheet, not even a fitted sheet, or not even, a like, a top sheet, just a fitted sheet in just my shorts and t-shirt on my bed. And like woke up completely Couldn't warm the next day. Yeah, not like, that it was I could. So do hot, it. it sucked. Definitely not be my preference. Okay, moving on here. Would you rather? I think this was. Hmm, I wonder if I can get the volume loud enough for this. Back again. One sec. It's snowy. Winter's still here. We need some positivity. You hear that? Would you rather never have mm-hmm. to sleep and you always feel energized? Or be able to eat anything you want and your body thinks it's the healthiest food. Oh, never have to sleep. Easy. That's awesome. Yeah? Imagine getting a third of your day back. I can eat whatever I want and I just work out because I'll have an extra Ooh. eight hours that nobody else has. That's a good point. Also, I don't know. I, like, I don't eat that unhealthy and I'm okay with it. I honestly can't remember which way I went on that. I won't lie. These are like some of my favorites. Okay, here's the best one, in my opinion. For another would you rather. This time I want to know, would you rather have arms like a T-Rex or legs like a flamingo? International Women's Day, let's get some input. Interesting. (laughs) It was International Women's Day, by the way. I don't know what that has to do with it, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I would prefer legs like a flamingo. Sure, it's unsightly, but it seems like they're more functional than those useless T-Rex arms. Yeah, that was kind of my thought, too, was what the heck am I going to do with T-Rex arms? I'd never be able to, like, feed myself. Oh, yeah, those things are useless. I mean, flamingo legs, you got to think, though, those might break a little more often. Well, I mean, I don't really... I'd have to, yeah, do Can flamingos uh... fly? Yeah, they fly. I mean, I know they have have wings, but, like, I've never seen a flamingo fly. I'm pretty sure they fly. You know, it's like chickens. Do chickens really fly? Penguins don't fly. Penguins definitely don't fly. Yeah. But flamingos fly. Okay, okay. I think. I don't know. Might have to look up. I might have to look up what flamingos flying looks like. Anyways, those are my would you rathers. I like it. I feel like those are pretty good. Nate, keep them coming. Uh, I might see if he can maybe do a few up for us every, every so often. I appreciate them so much. They teach you a lot about a person. You know, they yeah, they do. They really do. So anyways, that was my piece, T. Dude, where you been for the last three months? I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like Where have I been? To... You're the one who's in school. You got studying. You got tests. Right. You got classes. Dude, I'm done. The CPA prep. Ugh. So you just got some classes now? What are you doing? Well, I I got a little break until May. So I'm just living the best life I can right now. And uh, just relaxing in the evenings. But it's also tax season. So I'm like working longer hours right now. So it's like. It's great that I'm not in school, but it's also the fact that I just have to work long. Tax season. You know? Now, Maddie, do you yeah. want to use this opportunity? Should every Canadian have an accountant do their taxes? No. Good, because I don't have an accountant. Okay. But I need to know, Maddie. I got laser eye surgery last year. Is that mm. a tax-deductible expense? Was it necessary? Well, I couldn't see, and now I can. Well, in that you know, sense, it was necessary. Part of it... <laughs> Gosh, that's a good one. You'd have to look that one up because, you know, here's the thing. Cosmetic surgery is not allowable. Now, I don't know if CRA considers a laser eye surgery as cosmetic or not because here's the reality. They let you claim, like, your glasses and eye appointments and stuff like that, but I don't know about laser eye surgery. So you'd have to right. you'd have to actually look it up. I don't really see it all that often. Um I think I, I was talking to another account about this, and he said, yeah, he figures. But it has to be something about 1% of your income or some stuff. I don't know. Um, mm. Also, another question Yeah. for you. I went to the physiotherapist slash chiropractor a bunch last year because I hurt my back. Yep. $750 of that was covered by my benefits. Right. Can I have that? Do I submit that to CRA or only no. what's over and above the 750 Only what actually came out of your pocket can you claim. But I paid for my benefits. I don't care. It's uh, what leaves uh. your bank account is what you can claim. Okay, okay, if, okay, okay. If, if it was a private health care um, that you were required to pay premiums on, uh, then yeah, you can claim those I pay premiums. some premiums. Yeah, 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 that's great. But it's probably all t Ford. Well, in I some don't know. manner. So, the reality is, is that probably not. The other part thing, or the other part of it is, people don't understand this about medical. You can only claim there's a threshold that you have to hit first, and it all depends on your net income. It's why you do medical. Yes, yeah, so I said one percent. He said no, it's three percent of your net income. Three? Three percent? Yeah, up to. I have to get no, over no, no. three. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay. Up to a certain amount. Is so. It- Household or individual? Individual. Okay. But the fact is, is that it's 3% of your net income is what creates your base. So, But it stops at about $2,200. So that means... So I can claim up to 2200 No, just stop for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Um, so what happens is... Because I'm guessing that you probably make a sizable amount of money. Let's say you hit this threshold. It's about $2,268 or something. It means that you have to have medical expenses over that threshold in order for it to even begin to make a dent. I see. But you know, if I have 2269, let's say... Yeah. Do I get to count two two six nine or just the one dollar I'm over? You get to count fifteen percent of the one dollar that you're over. Ah, I see. So anything over, and is it the higher of three percent or two two six nine, or is it just it's the two two six nine is or eight is the highest? That's yeah, exactly so it. That's the minimum. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. No, that's the maximum. Yeah. I yeah. see what you're saying, but what I mean by minimum is my expenses have to be minimum 2268 for, for me to even, to even bother it. counting it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. So they'll try and claim medical, but it really makes zero difference because you have far less than that threshold. And even if you have more, it needs to be significantly higher. And you also have to have taxable income for it to go against. If you have zero taxable income, that there's no tax for it to be a credit towards. Makes sense. So Makes then it sense. Becomes pointless. Can you carry it forward? You can. Not really. It can be within one calendar year. That's it. So yeah, medical is oh, kind Justin? of a fickle one. No kidding. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing some math. So three percent of my like total income for the I year. Guarantee you're over the or twenty-two. Twenty-two, sixty-eight. Is it weird if I say that I know what your income is? 
Do you know what my income is? Yeah, because I did your taxes last year a little bit. I helped you out with them, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. You remember that? I remember okay. a little I, I remember enough to know what that mark is, and I can guarantee you're over that amount. Well, fair enough. And, it, you know, I'm fortunate. My income goes up pretty good chunk every year. Yeah. But at any rate, I don't have elder receipts, so I'm gonna have to go back to those healthcare professionals and see if they can kick me back. See, uh, to our Canadian listeners, it's important you keep track of this stuff because I had no clue I got credit after I got my 750. I stopped keeping track of my receipts because I thought, well, this is out of my own pocket now. Yeah. And that's I really when it's most important to keep track yeah, of your receipts. That's when I really should have kept track of my receipts. So yeah. I'm gonna have to do some uh, some digging. Start calling some healthcare professionals, but also it's gonna if be you're worth listening it. to this and it is mid March by now, going to be late March soon, and you haven't bothered to deal with your taxes, deal with them. Don't be lazy. Uh, Get on it. You can start them already. Oh, you can start them. My donation as of March first. Okay, March one. And you know something I encourage. You know, fact is, I had a a friend of mine reach out to me who had some tax questions, and he contacted me in February about it. Which is good because the reality is, is he was going to owe some extra tax that he was not anticipating. And the fact of the matter is, at least if it's before March, you can still make an RRSP contribution before March 1st that can then affect your taxes and help you save some tax. And the reason I tell people to put in that RRSP is because it's like you're paying that tax to yourself that you're going to get to collect when you're 65 or 60 or whenever you start pulling your RRSPs out rather than paying it to the government. So you're going to see that money it's again. True. It's just going to be down the road. Yeah. So you might as well do that rather than give it to someone where you won't see it again. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. You know, every single – I'm going to do my taxes probably this week or this weekend now. Do it up. Um, because the fact is, every day that you don't do your taxes, especially if you have a refund, specifically if you have a refund, is money that the government has that is yours. They're making. And you're not earning interest it. on it. You're not able to spend it, and it's your money. Yep. Take it back. They don't deserve your money. Exactly. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not, you know, anti-government or anything. But they don't deserve any more money than you've paid. Exactly. <laughs> they they're the ones who set those those. Uh... I guess tax brackets and whatnot. It's it's your job to go and collect it back from them if you if you do have a refund. And I mean, you know, you can then take that money. It's all about the time value money. You go and collect that five hundred dollars, that five thousand dollars, whatever it might be, collecting it back. Take it and you can invest it and start making interest of your own rather than them making go. interest. Yeah, even if you don't need the money for your everyday yeah. life, then put it in savings. You should be earning interest on it. The government should not be. It's your money. Tarek, can we talk banking just for a quick second and tell people you got it, buddy. what a bad idea it is just to have a checkings account or a savings account that's not like high interest? Absolutely. If you got extra cash, put it in a high yield savings. Yeah, tell them, where they, tell them how they can do that, T. Uh, well, you go to your bank. You can open up a, a high yield savings account. Usually it's tiered. So what that means is that, you know, zero to 500, you're in a little bit. Zero to 500 up, you're in more. But... The best savings account in Canada right now, where this podcaster keeps his additional savings, is EQ Bank. It is a online bank, so that's how they can provide so much, uh, such a higher interest rate. It's two point three percent, and Whoa. you know you can transfer money in and out for free. It's uh, it's it's pretty convenient. That's where. That's <laughs> actually, I'll tell you what I'll do. What I do. What I do is I have also an account at Tangerine and then our daily checking account and savings account at our primary financial institution. And to every couple months, Tangerine sends out a promotion where they say they'll do 2.5% or 2.4% or 2.6% for three months. And then I move my money from EQ Bank to Tangerine for those three months. <laughs> and then I move yeah, it right back. <laughs> that's a time value of money, folks. That's the thing. You have to make as much money off your money as possible. So guess yeah. what? Those 0.3% differences make Make a difference. That's more Absolutely. money in your pockets. And once, and once you get set up, it's really easy. Like, I just do it on my phone. It's not yeah. like it takes you a ton of extra time. They make it real easy to move money between accounts nowadays. And this is the thing. Unless you hate money, this takes no time at all to set up. Like, and I mean, these mm. guys aren't, we don't work for them. We don't, I don't know any of these things really. But the fact is, like, go and make money on your money. Why wouldn't you? It's just sitting there anyways. 
Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. my goodness. See, the biggest thing is so many people will just let it sit in a checking account or just a non-high interest savings account. And it just sits and collects dust and the banks are making interest off of it. That's true. Because you better true. believe that they're not, they're putting it to work. Absolutely. Actually, I'll tell you a story, Maddie. Not a story. I'll tell you something that my financial institution that I work at is working on um, that we're doing right now. And tell me what you think. So like any financial institution, we need people to leave money in their checking account or put it in their savings account to lend that money out to other people. Those are the your deposits at any financial institution make up their capital base to lend out to other people. And in, in an effort to gain more of those deposits, we have a program, we call it the Big Share, where we are giving away, it's a lottery. It's basically a lottery. We're giving away a million dollars. Oh. Yeah. And the way it works is uh, if you increase the amount of money you have on deposit with us, you get a ballot for your lottery. So there's a number of ways to get money, but the, the, the way I think is the most interesting is, so for example, Matthew, you come in, you deposit $500, you get one ballot or one ticket for the million dollars, you deposit a thousand, you get two, fifteen hundred, you get three, you get the picture. And the idea is, and what it's based off of, is some of these lotteries they have in other parts of the world where um, governments or municipalities saw that, hey, we see a lot of people paying for lottery tickets. How do we encourage them to save money? So they set up these lotteries where a portion of the money you pay for a ticket goes into a savings account in your name. So, for example, if you pay $10 for your state lottery, for your provincial lottery, $8 goes into a savings account, $2 goes towards the lottery, you win or you lose, but at the end of the day, you've got $8 in savings. And so it was a real good incentive to help people who would just be buying the lottery save some money. And so that's kind of what we're basing it off of. Kind of an interesting or creative idea to encourage savings, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think we need more of those. It's just these, um, yeah, it, that, that's very good incentive. Now, is it just straight up one person wins the million dollars? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. See, I think what I find very interesting in today's society, especially amongst young people, is all of these, um, you know, apps and cards and everything like that where you're trying to save money. But I think what I get frustrated with sometimes is it feels like young people just have no discipline. Yeah. You know, like, and this isn't Matt, old man Matt sitting on the porch complaining about young people, but it's more like, what's it called? Coho? Is that what it's called? You familiar with it? What's, it's like, what's Coho? It's like a credit card, I believe, and you swipe and say your purchase comes out to like $21.57. It'll round it up to $22, and that extra oh. amount gets thrown into uh, another. And I know there's several apps and. And companies that are all doing this where they just collect all your, they kind of glean all your extra. The top up, yeah. Yeah, and then basically the idea is that it saves for you. But then you're paying a percentage to that company to do this for you. Oh, you are paying to that. So I unless, guess, yeah, why would they do it? Yeah, what, what incentive do they have to help you save money unless you're giving them some? So this idea, but it's like, man, just quit being lazy. Like, put money yeah. aside, learn how to save 5% of your paycheck or learn how to set up automatic RSP withdrawals. You know, as soon as you have steady income and you found a job that you think you'll be at for, I don't know, a reasonable amount of time and you have things like your basic living needs taken care of, like there's no need not to, or there's no need to kind of not have these things set up, especially RSPs, tax-free savings accounts, um, things that are just, you got to, at some point you have to grow up and start saving money. I'm but with I mean, you, Maddie. if it's working for you, then keep doing it, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, the problem is we don't educate people a lot about this. I think, um, I know in Alberta and I think across the country, they're doing a lot more um, work on personal finance Yeah. in schools. I think, you know, I can't imagine what this world would be like, but I think if everybody in school from like grade six on learned about personal finance, we would have a completely different country. I don't you know, CPAs necessarily... Actually... CPAs actually got an initiative doing this too, where you have to be a CPA, but you can kind of partner up with like local schools and stuff and go and give uh, accounting and financial advice in like classes and stuff. Yeah, that's cool because, I mean, it's just wild. It'll like, and we, we've kind of talked about this previously, but, yeah, you know, I have, um, 
family members who were like, who are smart, absolutely smart people. It's not an issue of intelligence, who are just blown away. They're just like, why is it? You know, they're asking me questions and stuff. Why is it that I didn't learn anything about this? Why is it that I learned about whatever you learned about? I hate to disparage what the current learning is because I don't think that's super helpful. Uh, I, I just think there's no way you, there's no reason why we couldn't say, okay, this is how credit cards work. This is how interest works and compounds. And these are the tax advantaged accounts available to you as a Canadian. And uh, this is how you can do your taxes. You know what? It's funny. Um, I had a friend on the old Facebook who threw up an article and kind of about this exact thing. And then he kind of questioned whether is it the school's issue or is this a parenting issue? Should this I not be something that parents should be teaching their kids? Why is this all of a sudden on the schools to try and educate kids on personal finance? Like, why aren't parents taking responsibility to teach their kids the fundamentals of doing your own taxes, setting up a budget? You know, all these things that we talk about. And it got me thinking. I was like, I mean, yeah, they spend a lot of time at school. So it would be convenient if we added it into their curriculum in some manner. But at the same time parents got to take some responsibility for this too and go, yeah, you know what? I mean, I had a mom who worked in accounting, so I got lucky. You know, I, I had a mom who knew how to do my taxes and taught me how to do them. Um, I had a mom who taught me how to manage my money well, taught me the um, kind of the pros and cons of having a credit card, all those sorts of things, just understanding and respecting money. But not everyone does. And I think and so they shouldn't be at a disadvantage, I think. Absolutely. I, I do agree with this idea that maybe it should be universally taught to kids because not everyone does have those same... Yeah. I think when you look at what we teach kids, it's strange to me that someone would even be concerned about whether or not that's a parent's responsibility. I say first and foremost, the parents need to model and definitely teach their kids. But if the school wants to teach it as well, I don't know why anyone would be concerned about that. That's super valuable. Right. I think our society would be, you know, like, and maybe this is aspirational, but I honestly think we would hold our politicians to account better when we understood the finances better. We would um, see much less consumer, like people would manage their own personal finances better. The economy would be better if everybody did personal finance. It's like, could you imagine a world where basic personal finance was the way that literacy is in Canada right now? It's just like, yeah, if we post um something on print we can just trust that literally pretty much everyone will be able to read it and figure out what's going on but for personal finance how crazy would that be how different of a country would we have yeah i mean it's very true i, I do think we need to have financial literacy and at the same time you know what people also need to learn from mistakes as well yeah and i think there are going to be people who are going to be hard-headed and they're only going to learn through screwing things up oh shoot i got myself into 10 grand worth of debt through a credit card i shouldn't have had maybe not 10 grand that seems extreme but you know what i mean um or they decide they want to make a purchase like a vehicle that's out of their you know standard of living you know yep. or yep. get it takes caught some, up yeah and it takes some time to learn that oh i can't go drinking every weekend with my buddies uh because guess what like my budget doesn't you know, you gotta make your cocktails that. at home. Exactly. You gotta pregame. Yeah, <laughs> pregame before you go out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, There's I, a lot of strategy. <laughs> I mean, I work in an office, and you know, we have these kind of conversations sometimes, and you know, yeah, it's you know, and I have friends who are like, man, I don't know why I I can never save money, and it's like, well, you know, look at the lifestyle you're living. Ask yourself, you know, what kind of financial choices are you making month to month, and you know, like write it all down if you're really struggling with your budget. I personally have never struggled with it. I always know to leave enough money in there that just in case, you know, an emergency happens, like I lose my job or um, whatever it might be, my car completely breaks down because the engine blows up, like whatever it might be, right? That I somehow have some sort of emergency fund to help take cover care those of all costs. those yeah. costs. Yeah. And so I'm with you. I think people just need to need to just be conscious that your the goal is not just to stay above zero. Okay, Matt, I got a question for you. Changing directions here. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. my almost accountant friend. Yeah. Wait. Whoa. Um. Wait. 
are you with an accountant now? No. Okay, I oh. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. What'd you think I was saying? Well, <laughs> I thought you were referring to me as your accountant, and I'm thinking, hold on, slow no. down, slow um, down. Almost accountant friend. Yeah. Um, you can answer this as a broad question. Answer it as you see fit. Okay. What do you feel the role of taxes are in society? Uh, well, you know, Tarek, you see those fancy roads you drive on? Do you like pavement to drive on, or would you prefer dirt? I like pavement. Okay. And how about when you go to the <laughs> hospital? Do you like doctors taking care of you for zero dollars? Yeah. Oh, what are the chances? Me too. <laughs> you know, do you like having uh, running water to your home? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, my office thing. didn't have running water for five days last week. It was like a refugee camp in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> refugee <laughs> camp. It's a little strong there, Derek. But it's not true. my words. When Someone else go, described it that way. After you know, the when you got to go use the washroom. And, you know, sometimes as guys, we live by, well, I don't really live by the code. If it's yellow, let it mellow. You know, but it, it's yeah, always flushed it down. In, and this it's always flushed down in my mind. <laughs> but do you like sewage? Yeah, everyone does. Do you like having your garbage picked up from your roadside? Oh, funny. So do I. Guess nice. what pays for all of those things? Your tax dollars. Okay? Okay. okay? And yeah, I get it. Some of these politicians, they take some outrageous salaries. I'm not denying that. But they also do a lot of good for our everyday life. And I think it's kind of this mentality sometimes where we can be a bit of, you know, spoiled kids and we don't, we take advantage of our parents' generosity. And I know that, you know. So Justin Trudeau's my metaphorical parent? No, he definitely isn't. <laughs> that guy's your metaphorical drama teacher, okay? But <laughs> that guy, you know, it. the fact is, is go and look at some genuinely developing countries, some really poverty-stricken countries. Okay, tell me if you want to live like them, or do you want to they live here? Yeah, they do. But guess what? Their government ain't establishing paved roads all the time. They're not right. having right. garbage, garbage on your, you know, curb, and they don't have running water necessarily in all their homes. Heck, sometimes they don't even have houses built out of wood. You know, right? And Taxes don't pay for exactly. most houses. And so, anyways, the fact but here's another is, question. I agree with you. Obviously, we need yeah. taxes to have nice things. Here's another question. What do you feel the role of taxes should be? So it sounds like, sorry if I can summarize, um, we need taxes to pay for common utilities, All common goods. All the amenities good, that we enjoy. That we enjoy, that we yeah. don't realize we enjoy. What do you feel the role of taxes should be in terms of um, income redistribution? What do you mean by that? Can you define that a little better? Should taxes be used for income redistribution? So, yeah, I'm going to just leave it at that. Like to give to the poor and take from the rich? Sure. Is that a role that taxes should have in society? Gosh, that's a great question. I think that social programs like uh, welfare and... Um, you know, the Canada pension plan and old age supplement and, or old age security, whatever it's technically called. Um, I think those are incredibly important, but I think where I struggle sometimes is with this idea that we tax the wealthy to such an extreme extent sometimes. Um, and we almost like fault them for, making wealth and making good choices and getting educated to have these high paying jobs. And, um, I, I think sometimes that sends the wrong message that to be successful means that you get penalized to a greater extent than those that aren't as ambitious or as willing to work as hard as you are. And I don't know that I agree with that necessarily, but I also see the necessity that if you have more money, it probably means that you have more money to spare. Right. Um, and See, so I like that. I like the, the way you said that. In the most political way possible, I think that that's just the reality that a guy who makes forty grand a year compared to the guy who makes a hundred and forty grand a year, you know, I'm not I'm not mad at the guy who makes a hundred and forty grand because he's worked hard to get there. 
I'm yep. not mad at the the guy or girl who makes five hundred grand a year because they worked hard to get into that position. You know, and the reality is that we encourage those jobs by what what we value as well. You know, you think of like athletes and you think of um you know movie stars because we have those in Canada just as you know not as much as in the United States but we, they definitely exist within within Canada but we mm-hmm. value those sources of entertainment to an amount where those people are allowed to be paid millions of dollars absolutely they earn it do i do i think that they deserve to have over half their paycheck taken because in some provinces you know taxes are over 50% yeah you're saying goodbye to over 50% of the money you've earned based on the profession that you took, based on the talents that you've just developed or that have just been given to you by birth, you know, some people yeah. can just move a hockey stick at a much better rate than others. And 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 I would even describe that as more by your ability to be exciting enough to make people pay $200 a seat to come see you. Absolutely. 100% agree <laughs> with you. I yeah. just think the reality is though, we need we rely on those people to pay their half of tax. Mhm. So that we can enjoy things like free healthcare, like our roadside pickup of garbage, like our running water to our homes. Yeah. Um, you know, we we do rely on these people, and so don't. I think what I would encourage people is don't be jealous or envious or angry at rich people. Or people trying to get rich. Yeah. My goodness. Are, That's you're valuable. Mad at, you're mad at someone because they're they're trying to achieve dreams that you don't have. Like I think that's so stupid. You know, yeah, if nothing else, encourage those people because yeah, they, they, wanna, they, may, they may come up with the next Uber, the next Tesla, the next Apple, the next, you know, Amazon, whatever it might be that's going to enhance your everyday life. Yeah. And at the very yeah. least, they will contribute to additional services that you enjoy. But, I, but think... I, I do believe that taxes are very important to our society, especially as a developed country um, and to our kind of progress as a developed country yeah sometimes it gets poorly spent but we poorly spend money in our own lives why are we upset that the government poorly spends our money yeah well i think we should still be upset about it yeah of course but they're just they're humans just like we would if you gave me a say a million dollars to spend i'm probably going to make some dumb choices with that million (laughs) dollars i can guarantee you matt's getting you know a fancy watch or he's definitely buying you know some sort of bad depreciable asset whether it's a really nice car or he's going to go and invest some hard money in his shoe collection can't stress that enough <laughs> nike i'm coming your way if i have over well you dollars. mean you could you could make that not a depreciable asset if you bought the right shoes of course of course yeah and never wear them but the the fact is is that you know we all are willing to make those stupid choices because it's going to make us feel better yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a good example of what the government should be doing. Well, of course not. But we, <laughs> we trust those people to make the best decisions on our behalf. And you know the what? Government had Sometimes a bad day, they make decisions so. on the best of their behalf. And I can't fault yeah, them because yeah. guess what? I make bad choices on behalf of myself all the time. Now, and, and what I was getting at, Maddie, I like your answer a lot, and I think we would probably agree. <laughs> Ironically enough, after our, me and Maddie were t- chatting this afternoon about how we agree on a lot of things, and it might not be that interesting, but I think it is. Because um, I would agree with you the same. I think it's important that we pay taxes. I think if you make more, you should pay more proportionally. You know, a higher percentage of your income should go to taxes. But I also see a lot of people that are really, like you mentioned, demonizing those who make money um, as greedy, as, um, I don't know, bad people or things like, well, I don't know why anyone needs to make that much money. Like that sentence is just outrageous to me. It's like, well, who cares? Let them make their money as long as they're paying their proportional share. And I honestly believe taxes are a necessary part of society, but they are. we should only ever expect our government to charge taxes in so much as it's necessary to provide the services we need. They should not ever be punishment or punitive. I don't know if you've heard of um, this Alexandria, uh, sorry, this, this uh, new congresswoman down in the States. No, she's a, a Latina. Very cool. Very interesting in terms of like she's young. She's got some big ideas. It's cool to see a congresswoman be so involved and get so many young people involved. Um, not a huge fan of some of her ideas, but one of them is a 70% tax rate. And oh. I think it's, it's to be fair, it's for people who make over $10 million. So it's a lot of money. But in my mind, that's just to be punitive. That's just saying 
nobody should make that much money, so we're going to punish you for making that much money. Yeah, that discourages it. Yeah, that's not the role of taxes. Taxes need to just pay for the services that you and I enjoy and that we voted and that we agreed on to be valuable. If, um, yeah, 70%, 70%, that's outrageous. That's, That's just saying... We don't think you should make that much money, and it's rude. I think the problem when you tax too high is that you then discourage innovation and, and creativity. Yeah. You know, if if a guy like Jeff Bezos back in 1994 when Amazon started was told that in 20 years you're going to pay 70% on all of your income because you're just going to be so damn rich, what incentive does he have I mean, to and, and grow maybe Amazon to the to the level that it is. I mean, powerhouse. I I just I think the reality is that yeah, ten million dollars is a lot of income, but people who make ten million dollars probably live to work. Yeah, you know they are working at all times. You know, and and I think that it is, and even if they aren't, say you're like a I don't know, like a Bill Gates. He's probably not working. In the he did work, of, though. Yeah, of course. And that's what I was just going to get at. He worked hard to get to the point he's at now. He didn't, you know, slough it off like, you know, some people do. He's not working minimum wage just to make ends meet. He is working so hard because he believes in something and wants to see an, an idea of his grow. And I think yeah. by taxing people such a high rate, regardless of your income, you're discouraging people to want to achieve those goals and and better our society you think about some of these people who are in that in that range what they provide to our society and it's like i'm i'm willing to take the inventions over the taxes yeah any day of the week and i mean it's just like if we put it down to reasonable numbers could you imagine if you can you can earn a hundred grand a year and then you only get to keep 30 or 50 grand a year and only get to keep I guess 15. Yeah. Like, that's outrageous. Yeah. It's silly. At any rate, and I want to say I'm actually really interested by the things she has to say. They're a little bit out there, I think. But she's pushing the envelope, and she's got some new and interesting ideas, which is cool. But at the same time, like I said, the reason I was asking you for these questions is I do hear a lot of people speak so negatively about the wealthy or those who make more money than them as though it is bad. And it's the government's job not to just pay for the services that we enjoy, but to redistribute the wealth because no one should make that much money. And that is a dangerous, yeah. I think crazy, non-capitalistic nonsense that needs to be worried about. But if we have legitimate programs that need to be paid for, that the populace has said, we vote for this program, we want it, and this is how we pay for it, then so be it. But 100% boy, agree. And here's government the thing. should not just be taking money because you make too much money. We're, we're not a motivational podcast by any means. We're not trying to, you know, it's, I mean... I'd like to think that we inspire you, but chances are you're probably just along for the ride. And I hope that you're drinking uh, a beer or an old-fashioned or something of the of the sort while you listen to this. But the fact is, um, I think if I can give any motivational advice, it's if if you have any sort of bitterness towards people who make a lot of money who are doing well for themselves, I would say stop, look yourself in the mirror, look at yourself in the mirror, and ask yourself. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you making the millions of dollars? Why aren't you making the hundreds of thousands of dollars? Why aren't you making your putting yourself into the next tax bracket even to a point where, you know what? It's good to pay taxes because that means you've made that much money. Absolutely. You know, hang on. And I, not everybody. I got a quote for you. Okay. I got to find it first though. Carry on. Okay. What you were gonna now say. it's going to say not everybody. I would say, in fact, the vast majority of people who make good money are not bad people. There are some greedy people who do shady things for money. Absolutely. Sure enough. We need to figure out a way to stop that, whatever. But people who work hard and try to earn money, nothing wrong with that. And don't assume there's anything wrong with that. They're just the same as everybody else. All right? Guys, this is the quote. and It comes from Mark Cuban, one of my favorite billionaires in the world okay <laughs> easily yeah he's a billionaire he's made a lot of money you know what he made money off of sports and i say that not because he's the owner of the dallas mavericks but because he got ahead of the tech wave well before anyone else in the 90s and he created online uh sports viewing he, he created a, a network um to watch 
sports live through the internet back in the 90s when your internet would have sucked so badly. Yeah, your but, 56K modem. But but he made it work, and then he sold it to Yahoo for $4 billion. So he did well for himself. But here's his quote. He says, go out there and get rich. Get so obnoxiously rich that when the tax bill comes, your first thought, your first thought will be to choke on how big of a check you have to write. Hmm. And I love there that you go. because it's like, yeah, that's exactly it. If you make a lot of money, you should expect to pay tax. You should. That's that's how it works. And it will be proportionally, it should be proportionally higher than those who make less. And it'll be satisfying because, yeah, yeah you know what? Yeah, you have to write a check, but guess what? It means you have more that means than you that made in money. the bank. Yeah, or you should. You should have saved some. So that's my thought. You don't, don't get mad at the rich. Go be the rich so that other people are mad at you. Nice. You know? Well, I think that was a pretty good question I asked you, Maddie. Yeah. You know, T, we're coming up on 55 minutes, 56 minutes, actually, I think. Pretty good pretty good episode uh, here. We were a little... Yeah. We, we were we all over the place at the topics. start. Yeah, we covered a couple rusty, different topics. Rusty. That's all right. We'll, uh, you know, just type out a real good episode description, make it clear. We'll, we'll get tons of tons of views. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, guys, uh, I'd like to admit, you know, that we're I'm done school for the time being, and, you know, I should... I did not know that. Well, and by that, I mean I'm done until May. Tarek's done traveling for the year, and by done traveling, I mean he's done his big... Uh, we didn't even get to your trip, but we'll get to that next week. How about... Okay. I, I really want to go through Brazil a little bit with you. Um, T, are we going to go golfing this summer or what? Hey, man, let's do it. You're going to come out? To, uh, are you in Williams Lake all summer? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. All right, all right. I'm planning a golf trip in July. Yeah. It's NBC, so maybe we can meet halfway. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, man. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be down. I'm not crazy about golf. Like, yeah, I, I'm not that I golf, good either. But I golf like pitch and putt golf. I I don't like using a driver. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not it's, very good at it. That's the big thing, right? It's oh, all right. Just bring a bucket of balls from Walmart, and then we don't have to chase them down. Well, here's the thing. I'm good for like nine holes. If we're doing eighteen, you might have Gotta to do find 18, some other man. guys for the other half, or I'll drive oh. the cart. You know. Well. Oh. Don't need someone to drive the car. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your cart driver. We gotta get right. like a four seater. You can just be like, "Hey, Tarek, you're gonna want to use a four iron here." I yeah, know exactly. I'll be a caddy. I'll be a caddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is? Do you think you can finagle James into coming or what? I'll invite him. Beyond that, I don't know what else I can do. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Right? I mean, he's a family man. He's got a wife and two kids. It's not exactly like he's just say. able to. He's able to just sneak away for days on end. I mean, maybe I should, uh, this would be the way to do it. Uh, Don't you know, not I'll... say couples. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I was going um, to say, I tell, I tell Pam, sorry, James's <laughs> wife, I hope she's okay with this. Uh, I tell Pam that, oh, this is for James's 30th birthday. We'd really like to get him away. <laughs> tell blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're not paying for anything. <laughs> he turn... He's not turning 30 this year, I don't think, is he? Is oh, he, he turned 30 last year. Yeah, I was just going to say, pretty sure... I turned 30 in November. Yeah. So, you know, it's belated, but... Dude, I'm telling you, here's here's my thought. If we got together for, like, four days, we could rip off a few podcasts in the evenings. I suppose we could. Dude, we could actually be... We could do in-person podcasts for the first time ever. Yeah, that's true. Hey, let's make it happen. You uh, know, you got to take vacations. Life is hard. I'm yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get into golf, you know? Yeah, you're an accountant. You uh, should get into I, golf. I, and that's what I don't get. I don't understand where the correlation comes, but I like golfing. It's 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 a soothing activity for that's nice. well to some that's point. Nice. I don't like keeping score though. That's the biggest. I was thing. gonna say, just don't get too into your head about being good at it, and it's fun. Well, that's the thing. I I just like going out and hitting the ball around. I I'm not really concerned about whether or not I'm under par. You know. Anyways, yeah. folks, it's been a pleasure. Hope you guys are uh, reinvigorated and. Uh, I hope that you uh, come along with us for more of the ride. I mean, I don't know. That sounds so cheesy. And the <laughs> fact is, I just want to do this more consistently with the tea. I, I miss these. I miss being back in the saddle, you know? Yeah, it's good. It's nice. All, All right, right, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Peace.